This is Taekwon Lewis. You're listening to Dash to the Draft on Sports Crunch. Welcome back to Sports Crunch with D. Crom, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, David Cromelo. We are less than 10 days away from the 2018 NFL Draft. And in that spirit today, we conclude our seven-episode and eight-day Dash to the Draft Marathon with the final installment of our division-by-division draft previews. Our eight-division pre-draft journey concludes with the NFC East. What do the Giants, Redskins, and Cowboys have to do in this draft in order to give the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles a run for their money? What do the Eagles have to do in this draft in order to not only repeat as NFC East champions, but Super Bowl champions as well? Joining us to help us answer those questions is our good friend Emery Hunt, a fantastic NFL draft analyst for FootballGamePlan.com. It's a pleasure to have you back on the program, Emery. How you doing? I'm doing fine, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome, Emery. Thank you for your time as always. And let's start out with the New York Giants, and they are obviously the biggest wild card in this draft. There is absolutely no certainty as to what they're going to do with the second overall pick. Will they select Eli Manning's successor? Will they pass on a quarterback and select a blue-chip prospect like Saquon Barkley or Bradley Chubb instead? Or will they trade down? If you were Dave Gettleman, what would you do? You know, that's a great question because if you're Dave Gettleman, you, you kind of want to know what the Browns are going to do. If the Browns take Saquon Barkley number one, then I think you have to go quarterback. If they take quarterback number one, I'd be hard-pressed to pass on Saquon Barkley because when you look at what he brings to the table, a guy that can score from anywhere on the field, the Giants do have a lot of needs. You can make a case for quarterback, running back, DN, linebacker, and corner. But I think right now, if you're taking, quote-unquote, the best player available, to me, that would be Saquon Barkley. There is definitely a case for Saquon Barkley as the number one prospect in this draft, regardless of position. And let's assume the Giants stay put. So if the Cleveland Browns select uh, Josh Allen, number one, Ruard has it, the Giants do love Sam Darnold, so he could be the pick in that situation. But I personally think the Browns go with Sam Darnold at one. So if the Browns do go with Sam Darnold at one, I would guess right now they would take Saquon Barkley. Do you think Saquon Barkley or Sam Darnold would be the best case scenario for the Giants at two? Either or, because you could make a case for both of them. Because if you're the Giants, you don't normally pick this high in the draft, so you probably want to secure a quarterback prospect. If it were me, it would be Lamar Jackson because you know these guys won't play this year because of Eli Manning. So you can get your running back at the top of the second round. So they could probably get two for one if the Browns take a quarterback, you know, or if they, if they really covet one of these guys, take the quarterback at two, get the running back at 34, I believe their pick uh, is in round two. So I think that's how they can play it. But if it was me, the quarterback would be Lamar Jackson. Oh, interesting. So, Let's come up with our ideal four-round haul for the Giants, and we'll give them Saquon Barkley at number two. And at 34 overall in round two, uh, I think they could be looking at a quarterback here, whether that's Mason Rudolph or Lamar Jackson, if he's available. Yeah, see, I think Lamar Jackson goes higher. Uh, I think he's a first-round player. If I'm the Giants and you take Saquon Barkley number one, I think, you know, at the 34th pick or in the second round, you have to go defense. So I look at a cornerback, maybe a Dante Jackson out of LSU. Maybe a guy like a Duke Dawson of uh, Florida or even a Mike Hughes, if he's somehow still there at the top of round two, they have to get ready because they have right now they have Jack Rabbit on one end and they also have Eli Apple. And, you know, Eli Apple has been up and down, but they've got to find a way to get better at the third level. And I think cornerback could be in store in round two, depending on who they take in round one. 
That could be, but keep in mind, this is Dave Gettleman. He loves his hog mollies, or as he says it, hag mollies, uh, which means trench players. He he wants people of the trenches, and that's why Bradley Chubb, it wouldn't shock me out of my shoes if Chubb winds up being the pick of two if they stay put. Uh, but we gave them Saquon Barkley in this hypothetical four-round haul. So what trench player would be available at 34? They could use another right tackle if they don't have confidence in Eric Flowers or another good guard if a guard is available here or another good uh, defensive tackle that could also pressure the quarterback. Well, if you look at defensive line, I think you have to look at someone that can really get after it. And and they're switching to a 3-4, so they may look for uh, – they have outside rushes that, as they believe. They brought in Kareem Martin. They also brought in uh, – what, they still have Olivier Vernon, so they can go outside edge rushers. So maybe if a guy like Lorenzo Carter is still there in round two, which I doubt, or if you look at someone along the, uh, along the defensive line, uh, maybe uh, someone that can get pressure. And uh, it's sad that they brought in this guy – and he got hurt on their watch because I believe he's a, a tremendous player. That's Kentavious Street out of North Carolina State. But if they're looking for an impact player, I, I would say probably a Lorenzo Carter. So let's give them Lorenzo Carter at 34. We've beefed up their pass rush. We've given them a running back. Now do you, uh, at the third round, they have two third-round picks as a result of the Jason Pierre-Paul trade. Do you uh, get your potential successor to Eli Manning here or do you go for an offensive lineman or a cornerback here at 66 overall? Well, I think at 66, you probably want to go cornerback because, again, guys throw the football a little bit more than they run the football in the league. So if I'm going cornerback third round, I guess you could probably find a guy that can really play inside that can take the ball away. And I'm a big fan of Danny Johnson of Southern uh, being the, the top slot corner in this draft class. We will give them Danny Johnson at 66, and you and I both saw Danny Johnson at the Senior Bowl, I believe. He looked pretty good. And three picks later at 69, we've given them Saquon Barkley. We've given them Lorenzo Carter and Danny Johnson. And now do they go offensive line or quarterback here at 69 overall? I think they can go offensive line. You look at where they need help the most. I I like what they've done in the offseason. I'm a big fan of bringing in veteran players and think veteran players make them better more so than a rookie. So if you're going to get a rookie, you probably want to get a guy that, that has a little bit more upside than what you uh, would normally get in round one. So you could mold him into what you want him to be. In, in my opinion, that's a guy like Brian O'Neill out of Pitt. Here's a guy that's super athletic. Uh, I think he can. He still has upside left in his game. It would be a, an ideal fit uh, with his Giants offense. So we've given them Saquon Barkley, Lorenzo Carter, Danny Johnson, and Brian O'Neill. And at 108 overall, I see a lot of different possibilities here. What would you do to cap up this four-round haul for the Giants? Probably look at receiver, man. I, I think outside of Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard, there's some question marks at, on the perimeter. I know they brought in Cody Latimer and got some other guys right now on the roster, but I think they can get a guy like a J. Mon Moore uh, out of Missouri to really be that X player on the outside and allow Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard to flip-flop in which they're going to play inside or, or play that flanker position. So that concludes our four-round haul for the Giants. And now moving on to the Redskins. And when you look at this Washington team, you would think that this draft has to be centered on rebuilding their defensive front seven. Last year, they were an atrocious 31st ranked against the run, if not 32nd ranked. I forget which one, but it was one of those two. And they entered the draft with no significant fresh faces on that front seven. Would you address this need at 13 overall? Or do you think there's a need that's as significant for them to fill here? I think cornerback is a bigger need, in my opinion. So I'm going to go with Mike Hughes out of uh, Central Florida. Well, that, that is an interesting pick, but uh, in reality, uh, Buzz has it that he might fall uh, quite a bit 
to round two. That is due to character concerns. But they did uh, trade away slot corner Kendall Fuller in the trade to get Alex Smith. If Mika Fitzpatrick is still here at 13, would you consider him? Yeah, if he's still there, I think that's a guy that's going to be going well, well before 13 uh, because of his talent. But, yeah, if he's there, you take him. Yes, we'll give them Mika Fitzpatrick at 13. I think there's a great chance he's going to be there at 13 based on what I've heard from some friends in the know. So we've given them Mika Fitzpatrick. And at 44 overall, what do they do to address that defensive front seven? Do they get another D tackle or a linebacker here? I honestly think they got to address the running back position. So why not get a guy in Sony Michelle who can be what they want coming out of the backfield, a guy that can that can help you out in the passing game and also help you out as a runner. I think right now they got a lot of guys in the backfield. Guys have a lot of questions, injury concerns. They lack the explosiveness, the, the game-breaking ability. I know they have Chris Thompson, but he's been hurt often throughout his career. Sony Michelle, to me, would be a, a home run hit for the Redskins offense. So we've given them Mika Fitzpatrick at 13, Sony Michelle at 44, and because of the Alex Smith trade, they have no third-round picks this year, and they pick next in the fourth round at 109 overall. Would you address the linebacker defensive tackle positions right here? I think you could look at inside backer. I like Micah Kaiser out of Virginia. I think he's a phenomenal player. So Micah Kaiser, Mika Fitzpatrick, and Sony Michelle complete our ideal four-round haul for the Redskins and moving on to the Cowboys. And before last Friday, I was convinced that the Cowboys would either address their linebacker, defensive tackle, or left guard issues with the 19th overall pick. Now with Des Bryant gone, I would be almost surprised personally if they didn't take the first wide receiver off the board. And what could be a make-or-break year for Dak Prescott, you have to give him whatever he needs to continue improving, and in a weak wide receiver class, you almost certainly have to fill this gaping hole as soon as possible. What do you think? I like the game-breaking ability of Christian Kirk. I think he's one of those home-run hitters, and the more home-run hitters you have on offense, the better your offense is going to be. Uh, should they address another need at 19, though? Because uh, recent history shows, especially in recent years, aside from 2014 and maybe 2011, 2010, it's better to wait on wide receivers because if you look at last year, the best uh, wide receivers last year of the rookie crop who had the best rookie seasons were Cooper Cup, who was selected in round three, and Juju Smith-Schuster selected in round two. And in 2016, uh, Corey Coleman, Laquan Treadwell, Will Fuller, all picked in the first round. All have been outshined by Michael Thomas, who was picked in round two. In 2015, Amari Cooper has been okay, but even he hasn't performed up to expectations. And the rest of the receivers taken in round one that year have not turned out well. And Stefan Diggs is arguably the best wide receiver from that draft class, and he was a fifth round pick. And yes, 2014 had a legendary receiver class. And in 2012, look at the guys that were picked in round one. Justin Blackman, A.J. Jenkins, Kendall Wright, and Alshon Jeffrey is the best receiver from that draft class. He went in round two. So it might be wise for the Cowboys to wait on wide receivers. If they don't go receiver at 19, where should they go? Should they draft a linebacker? Should they strengthen that offensive line by taking a left guard like an Isaiah Wynn or Will Hernandez? Or should they go with a defensive tackle like a Taven Bryan or Maurice Hurst? They should go with Christian Kirk because he's not like those other players you mentioned. They're all individuals. I'd say they have to be a wide receiver. So we will give them Christian Kirk at 19 overall. And at 50 overall, I think uh, there's a lot of different ways here. You could get your linebacker, your defensive tackle, or your left guard here. Yeah, you, you look at that Cowboys defense. I think that's where you, you probably would want to focus. You're looking at linebackers, and, and it's the second round, and now you're probably going to swing for defenses on, on, on some players. So – 
I know the medical may push him down. I doubt he'll be there, but maybe you, you'll look at a guy in Rashawn Evans out of Alabama being available. If he's there, to me, that's a that's a no-brainer. I don't think Rashawn Evans will be there. Any other linebackers that come to mind that might be available at 50 overall? You got me beat, man. It's like every every choice I throw out there, you you combat it. So wherever <laughs> you want to go, I'm I'm with it though, man. But to be honest, like you could also make a, a case for someone in the secondary. I know they just announced that they're going to move the kid from UConn back to cornerback. So maybe that leaves an opening for safety. So maybe a guy like Ronnie Harrison out of Alabama is there to help fill that void because of the guy they're going to move down a corner. Yeah, and you're talking about Byron Jones. So we By- will give them uh, Ronnie Harrison at 50. So Christian Kirk and Ronnie Harrison are their first two picks. And at 81 overall here, uh, do you take your uh, left guard here? Do you take yep, your you linebacker take, here? You can, take, you can take your left guard. which Whichever one is the best available on the board, I say run run up and, and grab them. Uh, what left guards do you think will be available at 81? Will Hernandez. I don't think Will Hernandez is going to be available at 81. He'll, he's going to be a first-round pick. Uh, other guards that could be available here, Wyatt Teller of Virginia Tech, Skylar Phillips. Give him Wyatt Teller. Wyatt Teller it is. So we've given them Christian Kirk, and we gave them Ronnie Harrison and Wyatt Teller for their first three picks, and they own two fourth-round picks at 116 overall. Christian Kirk was a good addition, but I think you need to give Dak another weapon here. Wide receiver, if not a tight end, because Jason Witten might be on his last legs. Let's see Troy Fumagalli out of Wisconsin. No one's talking about him a lot. I think he's super productive and would be uh, a nice compliment to Jason Witten. Why do you think that? What do you like the most about Troy Fumagalli's game? He's consistent. Like He's one of those guys that continuously catches the football, and he's, he's, he's not the best athlete, but he's always open. Kind of sound like Jason Witten, if you ask me. Very interesting analysis there. So Troy Fumagalli, the pick at 116 and at 137 overall, they need even more wide receiver depth. Maybe you get them a big body here like an Auden Tate that can help in the red zone or even an Alan Lazard who can eventually switch to tight end. I kind of like Javon Williams out of Georgia, so I'm going to go there. I think this is the guy that has gotten better each and every year at Georgia. He also plays special teams, which is huge. So I think that, especially for a fourth-round pick, that's how he's going to get on the field. But I think he has that bigger body to play on the outside or even bigger inside as a slot. I like Javon Williams out of Georgia. And that concludes our four-round haul for the Cowboys. And now moving on to the defending Super Bowl champs, who despite picking at 32, they find themselves in a pretty sweet spot. They can go countless different directions here. They can opt for another playmaker on offense, whether at running back, especially given the fact that LeGarrette Blount left in free agency and Jay Ajayi is in the last year of his contract. Wide receiver because they traded away Torrey Smith. And yes, I, I'm a big Mac Collins fan, but I think they could use another body to line up all opposite Alshon Jeffrey on the perimeter with Nelson Aguilar in the slot or even tight end because the their options at tight end are pretty much Zach Ertz and Richard Rodgers on a one-year contract. And the rest of that is pretty much uh, unproven, undrafted free agent bodies. And then they could also select their replacement for Patrick Robinson at slot corner here at 32. Or they can also select a potential long-term successor to Jason Peters at left tackle or even strengthen their deep defensive line given the legal issues with Michael Bennett. There are very few holes, if any, on this Eagles roster right now. What need would you address first at this spot? And do you think trading down to get more picks, especially since they don't have any on day two, would be in Philly's best interest? And that's a good option, you know, trading down. But I also like tight end. So I'm going to give them an inline option that I believe a guy that can play inline and Mark Andrews out of Oklahoma. I think that'll be a good fit to go along with Zach Ertz and also Billy Brown, their, their H-back type tight end that they have on the roster. 
Very interesting choice there. We will give them Mark Andrews at 32. And assume they stay put. They don't pick again until 130 overall on day two in round four. So we've given them their playmaker. I think they need their slot corner because Patrick Robinson was an underrated part of that defense last year. Yeah, let's go local. I think when you look at Malik Reeves out of Villanova, a guy that was tremendous, can play inside. He can play on the outside. I like his ball skills. I think as a slot player, he definitely has a home as a pro. Oh, very interesting there. Eagles definitely go local there, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. So Mark Andrews, Malik Reeves, and last but not least at 132 overall. We've given them their slot corner. We've given their, them their tight end. What about their running back, a future left tackle, or even more depth for their defensive line here? Which way would you go? I, I would probably go in the backfield, and I think a guy that, that kind of fits the mold but what they like, they like those backs that are one cut and explode downhill. Touchdown makers. I'm going with Larry Rose III out of New Mexico State. I think he's a phenomenal player. 5'11", 195. Kind of fits what they have. Kind of reminds me a lot of what they already have on the roster in one of the small wood. But he's talking about one of the more productive running backs in college football that ran a 4-4 at his pro date, piled up a lot of yards over the four years at New Mexico State. I think he'd be an ideal fit in their backfield. Ooh, a couple under-the-radar prospects there, Emery. Thank you very much for sharing them, but a couple questions come to mind. At 132, I see some other running backs with names known that are more commonly known to us on Draft Twitter, like John Kelly of Tennessee. Does he strike you as a suitable option for Philly at 132 if he's available there? No, I think there's better players than John Kelly, and there's no, no slight to John Kelly. It's just that you want to get guys that can explode, that can play fast, that, that can get touchdowns. And, you know, if 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 John Kelly is your option, I think you got to go elsewhere then. Oh, that's very interesting. But they could also opt to replace the power that LeGarrette Blount brought them by getting like a Daryl Williams from LSU in round four. Do you think that would be a good option? Let's give them Bo Scarborough out of Alabama. Kind of built like, even though he's not the athlete, Blunt is. But that gives them, you know, a guy that they can crash into the lineman in between uh, passing downs if that's what they're looking for. So I would say give them Bo Scarborough. He is Emery Hunt, ladies and gentlemen, footballgameplan.com. You can follow him on Twitter at FBallGamePlan. Emery, it is always a pleasure having you on the program, and we hope to have you back on in the very near future. Appreciate that, man. Always thank you for allowing me to come on the show. You're welcome, Emery, and that's it for today here on Sports Crunch with D. Crom. But we will be back later in the week with a What We Think Will Happen mock draft that includes a lot of trades, so stay tuned. Also, be sure to check out the episode archive, including our 100th episode special, my interview with longtime NFL scout Greg Gabriel, as well as an up-to-date blog of mine at sportscrunch.com. And remember, that's Crunch with a K. And if you enjoy these podcast episodes, please consider leaving us an iTunes review and donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash sports crunch so we can improve our itunes ranking and afford to produce even more shows with awesome guests like emery especially since there's never an off-season for talking football for emery hunt our producer chris broadhead this is david cromelo saying so long and of course stay awesome